Hey, what's going on? July 3rd. It's a Sunday, and we did not meet this day. Instead, we rest. We concluded our series on our values, which is called Valued, Why We Walk to the Water's Edge, with our final value. To recap our values, we have four of them that inform who we are as a church. Obviously, there's a lot of values being in church, um, but you also need to provide some distinct and specific values to provide necessary buoys for us at the water's edge as we navigate the open waters of ministry. So what are our values? By review, we are grounded in the word. The scriptures uh, provide a framework for our worldview. We are also attentive to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit authored the scriptures. We don't want to relegate our faith just to the Bible. So we want to be open to what God is up to. And so we are attentive to the Spirit. We want to be daily discerners who seek to hear from God and respond to God daily, um, many times throughout our day, to be open to what God is up to in both the consolations and desolations of our day. Third value, we embrace others. We want to be a people that love others well. I mean, that's our mission, that we love God and others in uh, Christ. And this love looks uh, like a lot of different realities. It means to practice hospitality, to welcome others. It's to declare our sacred worth, the sacred earth of being uh, made in God's image, to serve sacrificially, to bandage people's wounds, to love mercifully and to act justly. Justice is a part of loving others. To exhort one another to live within their shared dignity. To love well means to accept people while not affirming everything that we do. Um, when people say that you have to affirm every decision I have, and that is what it means to be tolerant, that's highly intolerant to the worldview and really responsibility and actions that we subscribe to. Um, we want to accept people but not affirm every decision that we make. So we want to exhort one another to live within our shared dignity. We want to lead in a way that's not coercing and condemning. Even as I say that last statement about acceptance and tolerance and intolerance, we want to lead in a way that's not coercive or condemning. We want to allow people to encounter the life-giving God, Jesus, who is the one who changes and transforms all of us. We want to model Jesus' loving invitation and challenge. And we want to pray for another and pray for all people, the world. In the end, we embrace others by hugging them and entrusting them to the love of who God is. God is love. Is there more? Of course. But we learn that together each and every day and as we gather on Sundays. Lastly, today, we want to model rest. You know, I've preached a lot of sermons on rest. John 15 looking at Romans 8, Psalm 23. There's a lot that can be said about God's desire to rest. The Sabbath, Exodus 20. The most elaborate of the uh, Ten Commandments is to rest with God daily. But I've never practiced it. I've never said, you know what? I'm going to take a day off to rest. And so we did that day. I'm speaking in retrospect. On July 3rd, we just went to the beach. There was no coffee prepared. There was uh, no sermon. There was just a surfboard, suntan lotion, and uh, beach toys. And we all hung out on the beach for a few hours, resting together. It was beautiful. But I think a theology of rest is helpful as I reflect. And so what I want you to know briefly in this homily, this sermonette, is that in a world that seeks to rest or crash from work, go, 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 crash, 
we must live from a deep healing place of God's rest. The theology for that is intense. Exodus 33, Psalm 48, John 15, 1 through 9. In fact, this idea of toiling excessively, and we all must toil, is a result of the fall, Genesis 3. And, and, you know, we cannot reflect the character or priorities of Jesus to love well if we don't find our home in his gentle rhythms. Look at Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. To be clear, this doesn't mean we kill time when we rest. Instead, we delight with the Lord in holy leisure. Holy leisure. A restful life is a contemplative life filled with prayer, scripture reading, Sabbath, silence, and other traditional practice that cultivates the Spirit's work in our lives. It's not forced, it's freeing. This also means that we can do other things like hiking, surfing, biking, taking naps, swimming, pickleball, or even jujitsu. These all can be forms of God's rest. And with the love of God, refreshment has no limit. The more we rest daily and weekly and annually, the more we know who we are and whose we are in Christ. And in turn, we are further strengthened to seek God's kingdom without pride, bitterness, or burnout. From this place of an unforced being, we live our lives that has a faith which is congruent. We say that we love others, we say we love God, and even receive God's love by resting. There will always be a direct connection between our physical, emotional, relational health and our spiritual maturity. And resting with God is a sign of spiritual maturity. To rest with the triune God is a primary path to, to spiritual growth. So may we rest together. Lord, thank you. Amen.